Welcome to Fast Facts. I'm Jody. I'm Shelly. We're a new media concept, a co-working space in the design district called The Slate. The most amazing people have walked through these doors. Authors. Entrepreneurs. Community leaders. Dallas natives. And guests from near and far. We're going to bring them in this room and we're going to sit them down and we're going to ask them the questions you are asking too. These will be quick so you can listen on your drive in or your drive home. We are completely off the cuff, but that is the best part about Fast Facts. And the only person you can really be off the cuff with might just be your sister. Truth. Let's see who's slating it. Okay, in the podcast studio right now, look at Michelle Castro, Shelley. I met her when she came to watch the Genesis Women's Shelters um, annual luncheon live on screen here. Mm -hmm. During the virtual world here at the Slate. Exactly. And I said, what do you do? Oh, you got to come back. Heritage Auctions, which has a very large name, but it's kind of exciting to be able to peel back behind the curtain and see what actually goes down for the bid. Four million dollars, twenty million dollars, and you're like, "What is happening? It is a stick with like, you know, like a feather on top. Who created that?" No, yeah, I don't think they're selling cattle. Shelly did a real cattle call there. I love it. That was a good. Negative job. on the cattle. Negative on the cattle. No, I'm saying sometimes I see the artwork and I'm like, "Wow." How did that go for that much money? Because I, I don't have an art history degree, but I bet you do, don't you? Something some you've probably had to study a lot. I, I have to I have to learn my business. But thank you, ladies, for having me here. Um, so I'm the director of trust and estates for Heritage Auctions. Oh. Heritage Auctions is Dallas based. You know, nice. it's really Love interesting. It. I've only been here in Dallas. I'm originally from New Orleans. I'm a NOLA girl. Love NOLA. Uh, thank going. you. Shout out for all my NOLA peeps out there. <laughs> um, and uh, I moved here about a decade ago and, and started working for Heritage, running their trust and estates division. And what makes Heritage so unique is that, you know, we're a Texas-based auctioneer, Mm -hmm. but we have locations uh, nationally and globally. We have locations in New York, Chicago, Palm Beach. (laughs) New York, check. You name it. (laughs) I bet I could pick the locations, actually. Newport (laughs) Beach, check. Palm Beach, check. All the places you want to travel. Fun yeah. locations I don't get to go to are London, Geneva, Amsterdam. Geneva. These are checking yes. out, too. Yeah, yeah. This They're is sounding super legit. Out. This is why we invited you. So trust and estates, what does that mean? Are you actually like acquiring the pieces through estates and then that's what gets auctioned or are yes. you auctioning on behalf of estates? Great that's question. Yeah. So um, she's I'm, a lawyer. You see that? Yeah. You see what she did there? <laughs> I work with lawyers. I bet. I'm in the art business so I'm an art appraiser uh, but I work with a lot of lawyers so my clients for the most part are advisors mostly estate planning attorneys CPAs wealth managers so I come into play when Unfortunately, someone dies, Mm -hmm. Uh, but also when someone needs some estate planning tips, financial planning tips, they're wondering what their artwork is worth right now Mm, with their collections. And I want to stop at artwork because, you know, now... um, it's not just art that are collections. It's jewelry, sports hmm. memorabilia, silver, sports handbags. Whoa, accessories. Stop. What is the coolest handbag you've seen? Yeah, Birkin, a Birkin bag, of course, of course. Uh, with palladium, diamond, and palladium hardware. <laughs> so someone's rocking a two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred thousand dollar bag out there, with, which is like white alligator skin and diamond oh. hardware. 
Um, so I'm she's gonna pretty fabulous. I'm going to stop on Rodeo Drive, and I'm going to say, hey. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I know, I know where you got that bag. <laughs> or in Highland Park Village. Exactly. Or in Highland Park Village, yeah. yeah. What would be the next craziest of those things that you just mentioned that you have a fun story about? Uh, let's see. So I encounter a bunch of great stuff every day at my job. So I get to look at comic books, sports memorabilia, mm. um, you know, like I said, handbags, historical documents. It was really cool really? to see a really rare collection of Lincoln memor- memorabilia that we what? recently offered wow. um, in one of our auctions. Uh, so I've seen some pretty uh, rare stuff out there. Now I have to be discreet considering the business I'm in. Sure. Right. Sure. But um you know, some of the cool stories would be involving some fun sports, like icons, um, some athletes that we've been privy to yeah, being yeah, yeah. in their homes and looking at all their trophies and awards and listening to their like behind the scenes tales. And then also celebrities. We, you know, did Sylvester Stallone's estate. Um, Whoa. Yes, which was a lot of fun. Um, so wait, he, hold up. So to Sylvester, so he calls and he says, hey. I got too much stuff. I'm going to have a garage sale, but his garage sale is here too. I'm, no, I'm really serious because my garage sale is like junk. So then he, you go in. I, I'm really serious. Yes. It's, yeah. it's like Walk a really, us through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that go down? Yeah. So they'll give us the call. And uh, for, with Sylvester's case, or I'm going to call him Sly. Uh, he, wow. Why Sly not? <laughs> faces. Wow. Jeez. He, he was selling a bunch of his own personal memorabilia. Got it. And he did it for a good cause. Um, cool. A lot of the proceeds benefited some military charities. So hmm. that was really good of him to do that. But they had iconic items like his leather jacket that he wore in the Rocky movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, what trunks? did that go for? Uh, like, about $100,000. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the market? What it, who, who it is that bids on these types of things? And does the is internet it the same group of people over and over again? It isn't. It's new collectors, young and old. Mm-hmm. It's people like me, you. Yeah. <laughs> we're all buying anything that you know. It, to have the ability to buy anything and everything while we're wearing our pajamas yes. and have um, a team of experts already vet it for you. You don't have to worry about what it is, and it's something sexy and fun, and you can learn about it. You can call an expert because, you know, we're Texas-based, so we're super nice. We're yeah. approachable. <laughs> we're super nice. <laughs> Look at me. I'm uh-huh. Michelle, and I'm super nice. I'm super am. Wait, especially you said from their cocktail. Pa- you said from their pajamas. So yes. is your collection online? Online. Every All single sale we offer, you can preview it online. Preview it online. What was the yes. one thing that came through and you're like, man, I wish I could buy that? Many things. Unfortunately, my tastes are a little bit elevated. So that, you know, I wouldn't mind rocking that uh, white alligator diamond hardware Birkin. Um, Is it realistic and practical? No. But is it a fantasy? And do I want it? Yes. Mm -hmm. What about the comics? I think that's really interesting. What are the young people? And what is Mm -hmm. young? What is Mm -hmm. the demographic of young to you? So young is, um, we're looking at a lot of... uh, tech money, lots of, you know, Mm. younger collectors in the 20 to 35 year range that are making a lot of money. And they want to start jumping into collecting. And so they're buying NFTs, which we also do sell. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what an NFT. (laughs) Jody and I just looked at each other. How long is this podcast? No, Jody and I are both like, are we going to look dumb by asking that? And then we. But if we both have that knowing look in our eyes, that we don't know what that means. Yeah, what does that mean? I can vouch there was curiosity 
curiosity abound yeah. here in these uh, <laughs> eyes that are staring back at me saying, what is she talking about? So NFTs and also urban art. I'll, I'll talk about urban art totally. first, which is super hot. Uh, Heritage Auction started the urban art collecting category about seven years ago. Um, and so skateboards, graffiti, street art, prints, paintings by Banksy, uh, yes. Mr. Brainwash. Uh, you know, these things are hot selling like hotcakes, toys by cause. Uh, these things are really, really attractive to that young generation that wants to buy into the art world. And it's more relatable for them to hang a skateboard with graffiti art um, on their walls than, you know, collecting a Matisse. Uh, so we've seen a really big growth in the urban art category. And on the flip side is the NFT world. Now, it, NFTs are non-fungible tokens, and they yeah, are, I, I didn't you know, know. I couldn't have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was not for taking. <laughs> you can look, but you can't take. Not for taking. It's a category where you look at our product, you pay us, but you can't afford it. That's where we would go, look. Jody. We paid a look. What else could it stand for? Need, need festive tequila. How's that? Oh, yes, Michelle. <laughs> you know, you said you were Texan and fun. There you go. And that's got some NOLA to it, it's too, got right Nola. there. Lots Who dat? in there. Who dat? Who dat nation? I call out to you. So NFTs are, we sell sports and art NFTs. And on the sports world, they're called, uh, we've sold NBA Top Shots, which you can be the proud owner of like a seven second, 10 second clip of your favorite athlete, you know, taking Shots. a shot. Uh, taking it, you know, like slamming a dunk. Um, and these have sold from 50000 to $300,000. In a game in that a game. I could have watched? The so then I could have watched. Okay, Jody, let the lawyer and you come out. So wait, because now the media person <laughs> in me comes out. Yeah. So that's seven seconds. If if the world creates a meme off mm -hmm. my seven seconds, am I cashing in every time somebody, like, is it copyrighted? It is. The beauty of it oh, is shot. that Thanks, you Jets. own, you own that video clip no. yes and so also you know and so okay. in the art world the question of authenticity is always an issue yep. mm -hmm. so with nfts in the art world you have this digital token this digital art um that is authentic there's only you're, you you are it. the owner of it there's a there's a there's a record of it in the blockchain i'll stop there yeah. um and wow. so and so the artist um has you know has rights over it, which is a huge thing in the art market, because right now, when we're selling art in the auctions, you know, not every artist gets the reaps the rewards and the benefits of selling that. Yes. So with NFTs, that's a different story. So it's a but whole different ballgame from I mean, yeah, the, the players, it's CBS's footage. So NBA owns those top shots. So they Got are it. releasing those now in the art world. The artists like you all saw the $63 million, um, you know, uh, Beeple uh, NFT that sold, I, I believe that might be an anomaly. A lot of the people in the art industry did, but it was exciting to see that potential mm -hmm. in this category. Um, but who's buying it and who's selling it? You know, the artists are seeing a great opportunity to market themselves direct to consumer. Um, mm. So they don't have to deal with the gallery space uh -huh. for the most part. Mm. Um, and so it's a unique way. And so it's just going to depend on how you feel with holding up your cell phone or hanging some monitors around your house to display your art or actually going to a museum and looking at a painting. Or so. super nerdy licensing it. I mean, would you, would a buyer ever say simply buy that top shot in order to then 
keep it in their coffers until that NBA player retires, and that's the one shot that right. they want to yeah. put in their right. montage. Or Michael or Jordan no. does a whole series it's, it's, on it's Netflix, for the art. It's, and they it's buy not, that. It's, it's for the image it's for the, itself. Okay. Yeah, okay. and what the NBA handles it differently than an artist themselves putting on a piece of Got art it. in the uh, digital marketplace. So let's talk about so these wealth cool. managers that you mentioned. Yes. Um, so, you know. My money people. I'm going to pretend <laughs> that I'm a private equity specialist over here, and I'm not. But you always hear the word diversification, diversification. Equities aren't doing so well right now. How do I get into PE? Blah, blah, blah. Are you working with wealth managers because you are part of that diversification piece because they think the art and how much does the art typically, I know there's no yeah, one right, number. Right, right. No. Is this an appreciation of a 20% a year? Is this a 5%? Is this a 3%? Like, it, is there any kind of like numbers that these wealth managers want to hear? I'm just so interested by that. Yeah. Well, right now, let me give Heritage as an example. Specialty assets are going through the roof. Um, last year, we did $1.4 in sales. That wow. was our strongest year wow. ever. Fascinating. In 2020, we were at $980 million. So that amount of growth is people buying and selling. Um, yeah. You know, with specialty assets like comic books, sports memorabilia, these numbers, people are looking at, you know, diversifying their asset portfolio by adding these items into their collections. Uh, the, the, the increase in sports memorabilia, baseball cards, is insane. Uh, mm. Seeing the movement in comic books, comic art, you know, Marvel led to that. Right, right. So the sexiness of all these Marvel movies out there led to collectors going into. But if you think about it, if you go back to 2020, um, you know, no one could go out. No one could go to retail stores. Um, we, our business was steady. I mean, we already had our online platform. Our our sales kept going in 2020. Yeah. So people were jonesing to get out and about and had then had no alternative but to buy stuff online. So like sports and comic books, they rely on in-person conventions. Those yeah. were canceled. Yeah. So, you know, they were relying on the auction houses. Um, and so that's why we saw unique growth in our in our industry. And then you know, managers are advising, wealth managers are advising their clients to diversify and add these add art, jewelry, comic books, sports. Shelly, let's do it. Shelly, let's do it. Well, okay. Let's do it, Shelly. Yeah, <laughs> Jody. Let's start buying Top Shop. I can't do Top Shop. I can't shots. even say it. Top I'm thinking like, let's go like... to Top Shop. It's just like Zara. LeBron You're gonna James. love it. Yeah, LeBron James. Do your thing. Oh shoot, I just lost my thought because that's how bad my brain is. I some threw days. her off. No, yeah. yeah. No, Sorry, we got to focus on Way to go. Well, so here's the here's another question. So, yep. who whose home have you been in, or who has a collection that would surprise us? Meaning, potentially, do some athletes have? Like, does Justin Bieber have like the greatest art collection yeah. ever, and we wouldn't know the Biebs was so culture? I would think the Biebs collects a lot of urban art. Uh -huh. I bet he not collects been hats. Privy to the Biebs homestead. Sure, so sure. I'd, I'd, Me neither. I'd, I'd be right there, first in line to go in. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's interesting when uh, you see athletes that collect comic memorabilia. Yeah. I've been in um, been in a significant um, uh, sports-related home recently, and uh, they had a significant uh, wine cellar um, oh. and also jewelry. So these things you were not – you would not expect in this house. And also – like 19th century paintings. So it's just, hmm. it's kind of weird. So when do you get the to use your gut? Because I, I do know, I mean, very tangentially, you know, one of my 
childhood best friends, like wonderful, wonderful friend Esther. She's an art historian and curator at the mm-hmm. Clark Museum in Williamstown, Massachusetts. And one time she went to So a for home. those of you that don't know this, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big deal. It's yeah. Really so because like deal. if you're not in the art world, you would know like the Clark is like the shadizzle. Yes. So there <laughs> exactly. you go. Exactly. Moving on. Yes. So but but my story I share with that is once she had we were in New York and she had just gone to visit someone's collection and said, I mean, it's original Picasso's and we're gonna figure out what they need to be auctioned for, or what they will be purchased mm-hmm. for. And I said, Well, don't you just you know, what did he buy him for? She goes he bought them from Picasso. Yeah. Jenny, so how do you, dreaming. how do some, some art, I mean, when do you just use your gut and you're like, there's no other baseline, oh, there's, gotta there's be no a other benchmark process. or how do y'all figure it out? Well, our experts, you know, they've, they have to do a lot of research. We look at the market and see what things um, by the artist, similar in the aesthetic of whatever it is, mm-hmm. the object we're looking at have sold in, at auction privately and we have to you know make us make sense of all those numbers and then come up with the number how do some people buy at auctions privately tell me about okay that. so we there's can, an we underground can, world there is an underground world if this you is want not it, the antiques roadshow joey <laughs> you're not you really want it we can make it happen and so oh. we do do private treaty sales a lot of clients don't want to bring their object to public auction you know mm-hmm. they don't want all the eyes on it and so they might want to deal with the auction house um and and have the auction house find that buyer for them privately which we can do for a fee Hey. What, what about this? And, and, and then we've almost hit our 20 is I have a friend of a friend who basically their grandfather just bought a lot of cool art mm-hmm. and it's just because he liked it. And they didn't think about it. And I just hung on the walls and I didn't really know about it. And then turns out that once he passed, like that art is worth a gazillion dollars to the point they would put them under to pay the taxes, taxes. and da da sure. da da. Yeah. Do you see a lot of that happening where people come to you because I have to get this off my balance sheet? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, do I sound like a yeah. finance? Shelly, are you I got an MBA in finance over the weekend. Do you want to be my wealth manager, Shelly? <laughs> oh, Jody, you do not want me to be your wealth manager. I would be like, and here, and That'll here. That'll be part two of this yeah. segment. Yeah, that's exactly how Jody and Shelly's relationship <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> part two. Jody's filing for personal bankruptcy. But seriously, do you see people needing out? Absolutely. Is that how you get a lot of your stuff? Absolutely. That's that's what's happening. You know, a lot of the older generations are downsizing. Um, and then because of where the market is today, there's been a lot of significant increase in the value of art um, and specialty assets. So um, that's why I'm so busy. And, mm-hmm. um, and people are downsizing for that purpose. Um, and you know, not not leave their families burdened with all right. this wealth and this so these collections. And then, burdened. yeah, it's burdened. <laughs> I'd love to be burdened with a Picasso and yeah. you know a diamond encrusted Birkin, but uh, um, so yeah, that's why I'm really, really, really busy, and we're seeing a lot of that. And are there any that are public? Can anyone go to an actual live auction? You said it's online. They're so back. They're, they're back. back. Yeah, yeah. We're doing Where them are in they? our showrooms in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, and in New York. So go on ha.com and check our schedule. Pick whatever one of, we have 40 different categories, expertise in all of them, and figure out. Okay, before we go, let's do quick fast facts. Who is the person that you have met that you're allowed to say their name, Mm -hmm. which that I know throws a lot out probably, but that you're allowed to say your name that you really enjoyed meeting? Um, An athlete, Brooks Robinson, who is a famous baseball player, Baltimore. It was really cool to be in his home and see all of his trophies. That was, I'm kind of a sports geek, so that was a big deal for me. Oh my gosh, sorry. 
I'm not as good at fast facts. I get so into the answers. No, Jody's sitting question. listening. She's literally <laughs> she's doing that thing like her mom does where she sits and she nods her head. Uh, if you had to pick um, an old master that you would buy a painting of, who would you pick? Ooh, or painting um, by? An old my master. I like it. You're going way deep. Or did you take art history? I did. Are I you did. an art history major? Did you go to grad no, school for art No, I didn't. I'm marketing. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I, there's a different background there. Um, Rembrandt. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, and so last an one. Master. What do you th- what do you anticipate in the next five years being the most ex- like it, what's going to expand and grow the most in your forty different yeah mm-hmm. different categories? Which one do you think is blowing up in a good way? Uh, so I see urban art still moving mm-hmm. forward, still rocking and rolling. And I also see uh, both entertainment and entertainment memorabilia right now is a hot thing. Concert, rock and roll concert, vintage concert posters, and sports. Sports is just going like a locomotive. It's 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 going through the roof. This is only making me want to be the hoarder that I really am in my heart. <laughs> I, I know. feel like so well, many. I think about my kids and like Gosh. how nice Roger Staubach is and he signed so many things and my kids mm-hmm. like don't appreciate it and I don't yeah. know where those cards are and now you're making me realize like <sighs> it could pay for college. Yes. Okay. Maybe maybe <laughs> very, very last thing is is there, a, is there a heartbreak story like a family had I mean, I'll just maybe even share ours. Apparently, Scott's father had the most beautiful collection of baseball cards in history. And his mother just, when he left home, she just threw them all away. <gasps> I mean, if he mm-hmm. had them, I'm telling you, he mm-hmm. knew what they were. He loved them dearly. It's a story of pain and tragedy. Oh. But it, they also would be exceptionally valuable. They now. would. I hear that all the time. You do. People, you know, had their um, husbands, grandfathers, my kids, uh, comic books, vintage yeah. comic books, vintage trading cards, and they were thrown away. It's very depressing. Well, they just seem like they weren't worth anything. So no. everything's worth something. Yeah. Keep so everything. The moral of this story, which would make my husband so happy, <laughs> hashtag hoard it all. Hoard it, baby. <laughs> hoard it all. Become a Store hoard. it. Hoard it. Store it. Own it. Hoard it. Store it. Ready? Here we go. And call heritage. Hoard, hoard it, it. Store it. it. Slate it. it. <laughs> 